Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. Email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. Folks, we are back just like Vince McMahon. It's crazy, isn't it? That is a definite situation to watch. And I believe, as many others have said, that he has come back, hopefully only to sell the thing and not be put in charge somehow of the hold ball of wax again, but definitely a situation to monitor. Today, Project 45 lands in the year 1999 as we look at the episode of Raw from January the 4th, 1999. That really puts some butts in seats, if you get what I'm saying. Monday Night Raw was shown on the USA Network on January the 4th, 1999. It was recorded December the 29th, 1998 from the Worcester Centrum in Worcester, Mass. We start out with our WWF intro. Footage of Vince McMahon firing Shawn Michaels and Michaels superkicking McMahon. A video package of Michaels is shown until you hear Vince McMahon say, Get that sentimental crap off the Titantron. McMahon then comes out with the corporation, which includes Shane McMahon, The Rock, Ken Shamrock, The Big Boss Man, Test, Kane, and Patterson and Briscoe. They get into the ring as the crowd chants asshole at McMahon. Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler are the announcers for the show, as Jim Ross just had another Bell's Palsy attack and was off TV and producing the announcers from the back. McMahon gets a mic and says that Shawn Michaels has threatened to show up tonight on Raw. He would suggest that none of the crowd hold their breath waiting for it, because if they do, they are likely to turn blue and pass out due to oxygen deprivation. Because Shawn Michaels will be a no-show here tonight. He says, you see, Shawn Michaels has a lot of admirable qualities. However, bravery is not among them. And he hopes they will forgive him for firing Shawn Michaels as the commissioner. Again, he did what he had to do. He had to make an example of Shawn Michaels, and damn it, he did. While McMahon is speaking, Gerald Briscoe has been trying to tape a sign that says Briscoe Brothers Body Shop to Kane's back with little success. McMahon goes on to say, you see, no one, and he means no one, will ever disparage his son Shane. McMahon says, and indeed anyone, and he means anyone, who even remotely had anything at all to do with the recent emotional scarring of his son Shane will indeed pay. That's called foreshadowing folks and there's a lot of indeeds in that sentence they will be derided they will be humiliated and they will be punished by him so then let that be a warning as he talks the titantron shows Shawn michaels walking in the hall backstage it looks like he is headed to the arena and mcmahon can't believe his own eyes he tells the corporation to take michaels out to kick his butt to dismember him to break his bones Shawn michaels music hits he comes out to the stage with a mic he says, Vin Man, obviously the sheriff is back in town, and this time, Vinny, I bought the cavalry with me. DX's music hits, and they come out to a big ovation. McMahon is visibly pissed. The Rock holds open the ropes and tells DX to bring it. Michael says, now Vince, according to my own overpriced lawyers, his contract as WWF commissioner is ironclad. He says, in fact, it was McMahon who said on national TV that his commissioner would answer to no one including Vince McMahon. 
So guess what, Vinny? You can't fire me. In fact, the only way Shawn Michaels would be incapable of being the WWF commissioner would be if he were to resign. And Vince, there's no way in hell that is ever going to happen. So Vince may safely assume that you will be singing to the tune of Sweet Chin Music for a long, long time. So now that he's back in office, let's get to business. Vince, you have said that you can make dreams come true. Well, Vin Man, you've made Shawn Michaels come true. So now he's going to make Vince McMahon's dreams come true. He then says, roll the footage. They showed the drawing on Raw from three weeks ago and Shane pulling the number for Vince McMahon's entry into the Royal Rumble and McMahon saying he hopes it's the number two. They stop the footage and Michael says, now, Vince, you know I have say-so over all WWF competitors with the exception of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He says, well, Vinny boy, when you entered the 1999 Royal Rumble, you yourself became a WWF competitor. McMahon is looking apprehensive. Michael says, so Vince, it is I that has control over you. Vince McMahon will not be entering the Rumble as the 30th competitor as he picked. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be the first man to enter the Royal Rumble. And the second man who will be entering the Royal Rumble will be Vince McMahon. The crowd cheers and McMahon closes his eyes in disbelief. Michael says as best as he can tell, that ought to give old Stone Cold all night to open a can of whoop-ass on you. He says, now Vince, before he leaves, he wants to leave McMahon with just one small detail. Sometime this evening, sometime within the next two hours, the heartbreak kid is going to leave the building and go out and get McMahon a surprise. And that surprise is going to drive McMahon stone cold crazy. And the crowd cheers wildly. McMahon is visibly pissed and mouths, you son of a bitch, at Michaels. Michael says, now hit our music and the DX theme starts again. Cole and Lawler discuss what we have just seen. McMahon and the corporation circle up and put all their hands in as a united front. Ken Shamrock with the Big Boss Man versus Steve Blackman. Shamrock is the current Intercontinental Champion, but this is a non-title match. The bell rings and Shamrock attacks Blackman with a right hand and a back elbow. Shamrock rushes Blackman, who hits Shamrock with a back elbow of his own. Blackman ducks a roundhouse kick attempt. Blackman catches Shamrock with a roundhouse kick to the midsection. Blackman drop kicks Shamrock into a corner and attacks Shamrock in the midsection with right hands and kicks. Blackman follows that up with a scoop slam. Blackman then drops an elbow on Shamrock. Blackman gets Shamrock backed into a corner and attacks his midsection with shots and chops. Shamrock comes back with some stiff right hands and runs Blackman's head into the corner. Turnbuckle. Blackman comes back with a shot to the head of Shamrock to get out of the corner. Blackman follows that up with a kick to the midsection. Blackman with a corner whip and Shamrock hits the corner buckle hard. Blackman follows that up with a right hand punch to the stomach and an elbow to the back of the head and Blackman with an Irish whip. He goes for a leapfrog and Shamrock catches him and hits a power slam as Dan Severn is shown walking down the ramp to ringside. Shamrock gets a two count. Shamrock with a suplex and drops an elbow as Severn walks around the ring. Shamrock gets another two count, so he lifts Blackman up and hits him with a knee lift. Shamrock gets Blackman set up for another suplex, but Blackman rolls Shamrock up for a two count. Shamrock comes back with a clothesline to Blackman. Shamrock gets up and sees Severn and just stares at him for a few seconds. Blackman reverses a corner whip and Shamrock hits a corner sternum first. And Blackman follows that up with a drop kick from behind. Blackman then does a Randy Savage style top rope guillotine to Shamrock. Blackman with a backbreaker to Shamrock. Blackman with an Irish whip and Shamrock drops down to avoid a knee from Blackman. Shamrock gets up and hits Blackman with an excellent belly to belly suplex. Shamrock then goes over and yells at Severn who then gets up on the apron. Referee Tim White comes over to tell Severn to get off the apron 
and Shamrock hits Severn with a forearm to knock him off. Severn gets up on the apron and tries to get in the ring, and White trying to keep him out, allowing Billy Gunn to sneak in and hit a Famouser on Shamrock. Gunn leaves the ring as Blackman goes over to pin Shamrock and get the win. Shamrock gets out of the ring and runs up the ramp. They show The Rock and Mr. McMahon on the cover of Southwest Spirit magazine. Then the 10-10-220 rewind of what just happened, and I had forgotten all about those 10-10 numbers from the late 90s, and now I feel old. Shamrock and Gunn are shown going at it in the locker room. Gunn runs Shamrock into a wall. Official come in to try to break it up. Shamrock throwing officials to the side to try to get to Gunn. Mankind makes his way to the ring and Cole wonders what he is doing because he is not scheduled for a match. They show Mankind taking on Shane McMahon and the Stooges from two weeks previously. As Mankind grabs a mic, Mankind says it's been a crazy couple of weeks and he thinks he's learned a little about himself. He says he has done a couple of things for the first time. Maybe you saw it on Raw, but he swears that the first time he's ever grabbed another man's testicles in his life, as they show him grabbing Pat Patterson by the groin, and he says, Patterson, I've got to tell you in a rugged, manly sort of way, I enjoyed it. He says it was also the first time that Mick Foley ever used the word suck it without a please in front. He says that he has a new hobby that he likes best of all, and it's called kicking the McMahon family's asses. He then says, so Vince McMahon, although you hate my guts and I hate every single inch of you, he says, I guess I've got a little favor to ask. He says, you see, I would like a shot at The Rock's title at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, and he thinks he deserves it, not because he made your son Shane cry and whimper like a two-year-old with a poop in his pants, not because he bounced your head on those beer kegs like Ricky Ricardo playing Babalu on the bongos but because he sees all those signs out here that says Foley is God, but he thinks they got one letter wrong. You see, Foley is not God, but he is pretty damn good. And he beat the rock and he stuffed the sock down his throat and he deserves a shot at the Royal Rumble. So what he is humbly asking you right now is to get your, he then asks if he can say ass on television. Get your ass out here now, dad. He then says, I'm waiting for you, Mr. McMahon. Vince McMahon comes out to the ramp with a mic. He says, lest anyone thinks he will be surprised, he won't be. The corporate team is right behind him. He says, as far as you go, mankind, you're nothing but a disillusioned, decrepit, disfigured monster. You asking to be the number one contender for the World Wrestling Federation title simply stains that sacred honor. Your name connected with the WWF title stains indeed the World Wrestling Federation itself. You see, you had your opportunities in the past, and quite frankly, you blew it. You didn't listen to me. Had you listened to me, you may be the WWF champion now, but no, you had to do what you always did, and you listened to them. What is it with you? All the cheap motel rooms, all the bad food you eat, all the sacrifices you put your physique through, and for what? Just for the roar of them? God, how pathetic. How pathetic. Mankind says he likes that roar. McMahon says, you see, you crossed over the line, because what you did was you stained you sold the good McMahon name when you put your stinking, slimy hands on his son Shane. And at this point, my wife was getting ready for work. And she said, he puts his he put his hands on his little boy? I said, no, his son was in his mid-20s at the time. And she said, well, sir, at that point, your son can fend for himself. McMahon says, you've got the guts to ask me to be the number one contender against the Rock at the Royal Rumble? I'm amazed. He says, let me say this. You know, and everyone in this building knows, you don't deserve the right to be the number one contender. The crowd boos. 
He says you haven't paid your dues. Mankind, Mick Foley, Katniss Jack, Dude Love, whatever the hell your name is, if you even know, you haven't paid your dues, have you? Maybe one day you can climb up the ladder to try to take the hardcore title away. But you've even failed in that as of late. You the number one contender for the WWF? He starts to laugh and says, no, that's not even funny. That's not laughable at all. You see, Mick, not only will you not have an opportunity to win the World Wrestling Federation title at the Royal Rumble, as far as he is concerned, Foley will never again have that accolade. McMahon then says, however, being the benevolent individual that he is, he will tell Foley what he is going to do for him, and he will do it tonight. He will have the opportunity to enter the Royal Rumble. He says mankind can get close to that title, but no cigar, the story of Foley's life. Mankind and Triple H can go at it in that ring tonight. Whoever wins the match is entered into the Royal Rumble. He says, however, there's one other thing and he wants to direct Mankind to the Titantron. There's a piece of footage McMahon wants to remind him of and they show Mankind attacking Shane two weeks ago. McMahon says, the match tonight, Mankind versus Triple H, the winner gets to go to the Royal Rumble. There's only one thing. There will be a guest referee. That guest referee will be impartial. That guest referee will call it right down the line. That referee will be his son, Shane. McMahon then says, just one other thing. Have a nice day. They show China and her girlfriend in the back talking. Mark Henry versus Goldust. The bell rings and they lock up. Henry pushes Goldust down. They circle each other. They lock up again and drive to the corner. They break clean and Henry goes for a forearm shot. But Goldust ducks it and hits Henry with a right hand. Henry charges Goldust and they lock up again and Henry with a knee to Goldust's midsection. Then a forearm to the back to drive Goldust into the ropes. Henry with a forearm and an Irish whip to Goldust. Misses a clothesline attempt. Goldust comes back with a series of kicks to Henry's upper leg. Henry cuts Goldust off with a rake to the eyes. Henry rushes Goldust who hits an impressive spine buster on Henry. He gets a two count. Goldust picks Henry up and slaps him. Henry reverses an Irish whip and hits a power slam on Goldust. Henry then kicks Goldust while he is trying to get up. Henry with a left hand shot to Goldust's stomach. They are trying everything to get Henry over since they had signed him to a long term contract. Henry with a scoop slam. Henry then drops an elbow on Goldust. He then kicks a Goldust. Goldust comes back with strikes to Henry's midsection and then a shot to the chin. He rushes Henry who picks Goldust up and drops him straight down. Henry follows that up with a leg drop. He goes for a cover, but China and her friend appear at the top of the ramp. Henry comes over to the ropes and asks them what they are doing there. Goldust comes from behind and drives Henry backwards to the mat. Henry driven into the turnbuckle headfirst, and then Goldust starts hitting right hands to Henry. He sets Henry up for Shattered Dreams. He hits Shattered Dreams, and Henry falls to the floor. Goldust is disqualified and leaves the ring. Henry is still on the mat, and China and her friend come down to ringside. China gets the mic and says, I hope you're not too hurt, Mark. She says, I have something I need you to listen to. She says, the other night with you was incredible. Henry looks around and she says, no, I'm serious. It was. China then says, but I'm afraid I'm not enough woman for you. And my wife said, she is plenty woman for him. China says, no, I'm serious. You're too much man for one woman sexually. She says, so I want you to meet my friend Sammy. She says, now I know you like tall women and I know you like exotic dancers. She says, so I have a little proposition for you. China says she thought, and only if it's okay with Henry, that Sammy and China could help Henry take a load off his mind. Henry responds by fainting. That was pretty funny. 
Dennis Knight is shown hanging in some dungeon somewhere. The Godfather and his O's then come out to the ring, and I realize that wrestling was sometimes ridiculous in the 90s. They show the corporation attacking the Godfather the week before. The Godfather does his pimpin' ain't easy routine. The Godfather versus Test. The bell rings, and they go back and forth in the middle of the ring. They drive to the corner and Test with some kicks to the midsection. He then runs Godfather headfirst into another turnbuckle, a series of right hands, and an Irish whip to Godfather. Tess drops his head too early and Godfather kicks him in the face. Godfather follows that up with a clothesline. Godfather with a scoop slam and a leg drop to Tess and he gets a two count. Godfather then runs Tess headfirst into a turnbuckle. He then kicks Tess several times in the stomach. Godfather then hits the hoe train splash to Tess in the corner. Val Venus comes out and stands at the top of the ramp. Godfather ducks a clothesline attempt by Tess, but Tess catches Godfather with a big boot. Godfather rolls to the outside and Tess following. Godfather hits Tess with a boot to the midsection and runs Tess into the barricade. Godfather hits Tess with some right hands as referee Mike Kyoto tries to get them back in the ring. Godfather then runs Tess headfirst into the apron and then the ring steps. Tess reverses an Irish whip and runs Godfather into the ring post. The referee calls for the bell and Venus runs down to the ring and Tess runs to meet him. They go back and forth on the outside of the ring. Referees and officials come down to try to separate the two. They separate the two and Tess being led back up the ramp. Venus breaks free and attacks Tess as they start fighting up the ramp. Shawn Michaels is shown in the back with DX. Mankind versus Triple H. Winner goes to the Royal Rumble. Shane McMahon is the special guest referee. Triple H out first and China is with him. McMahon comes over to the announcers and says he's going to call it right down the middle. Mankind gets a good ovation as he comes out. The bell rings and both Triple H and Mankind are looking at Shane. Triple H still in long tights at this stage of his career. They lock up. Mankind with some right hands to knock Triple H down. He then batters Triple H to the ropes and scratches his back when he comes off. McMahon grabs the arm of Triple H, puts it on his own shoulder, and then cranks down on the arm trying to dislocate it. Mankind grabs the arm of Triple H, puts it on his own shoulder, and then cranks down on the arm trying to dislocate it. He does it again and then brings Triple H around with a wrist lock and Triple H hits him with some right hands to break the hold, and Mankind falls to the mat. Triple H then grabs Mankind and runs him headfirst into the corner post. Triple H now with a wrist lock. Triple H working on the arm as Shane goes down and checks if Mankind wants to quit. Mankind makes his way back to his feet, and it's Triple H with a right hand tr- to try to break the hold. Mankind breaks the hold and corner whips and then hits a bulldog on Triple H. Mankind with a side headlock. Triple H pushes off. He then hits Mankind with the back elbow. He then clotheslines Mankind. Mankind on the ropes and Triple H hits him with a series of right hands. Mankind grabs Triple H and throws him to the outside. Mankind then hits Triple H with a baseball slide to drive Triple H into the barricade. Mankind with a forearm to Triple H as Triple H gets back up on the apron to drive Triple H into the floor again. Triple H gets back up on the apron and runs his head into Mankind's midsection. Triple H with a sunset flip over the ropes. Mankind holding on to the ropes. Shane kicks his arms away and goes to count the pin. He fast counts and Triple H pins Mankind. He needed to show Nick Patrick how to count so that he wouldn't mess up the main event of Starcade 97, but that's a whole political mess that I won't get into today. Triple H grabs a mic and says, Mick, hey, I'm sorry, but business is business. A win is a win, and when it comes to the WWF title, I'll take it any way I can get it. He then says, I will say one thing, Happy New Year. Triple H then kicks and pedigrees Shane. Triple H then tells Mankind that he's all yours. Mankind then goes down and hooks Shane 
and says he's going to break Shane's shoulder. Shane screaming out as Vince McMahon comes out with Patterson and Briscoe. McMahon says, stay right there, Vince, or I'll break it off. I'll break it off. God help me. I'll break his arm. Vince screaming, let him up. Let him up, you son of a bitch. Mankind says, Vince, I've changed my mind. You see, I no longer desire a title shot at the Royal Rumble. I want a title shot tonight. McMahon says, okay. Mankind confirms that he said okay, and Vince says yes. Mankind says, let me think it over as Vince screams, let him go. Mankind says, that's not good enough, Dad. I want a stipulation. No DQ as Vince continues to scream at Mankind to let Shane go. Mankind says, what do you say, Dad? And McMahon says, all right, no DQ. And Mankind says, I guess we've got ourselves a little deal. Mankind then lets Shane go. Patterson and Briscoe get Shane out of the ring. Mankind yells out, hey, Rock, I'll see you later tonight. Vince and the Stooges help Shane up the ramp as The Rock comes out and asks Vince what's up. The Rock asks Vince how he could do this. The Rock is not prepared. He is not ready. And Vince says, that's my son, damn it. The Rock says, but I'm the champ. All of a sudden, I have to face mankind. They argue up the ramp to the back. They review what just happened when they come back from commercial break. Edge versus D'Lo Brown. They highlight the problems Brown and Mark Henry have been having with PMS and D'Lo telling them to back up and calling them ring rats the previous week. The bell rings and they lock up. Brown with a side headlock. Edge pushes off and Brown comes back with a shoulder block. Edge up and had drop downs and leapfrogs to avoid Brown. Edge with a drop kick and he follows that up with a kick to the midsection and an Irish whip. Brown blocks a hip toss attempt and grabs Edge by the throat. Edge counters with a knee to the midsection and a hurricane rod to Brown. Edge then clotheslines Brown to the outside. Edge then runs and hits a tope on Brown on the outside. Edge rolls inside briefly, but then goes back outside after Brown. He rushes Brown, who guillotines Edge on the barricade. Brown puts Edge back in the ring and drops a leg on Edge. Edge gets up and Brown drops him back down with the right hand. Brown gets into it with the referee briefly before grabbing Edge by the hair and takes him to a corner and slaps him in the chest. He does it again and looks around. He goes for a third one and Edge reverses it and chops Brown. He follows that up with a corner whip, but Brown gets his boot up on the charge. Brown hits a running powerbomb on Edge. Brown then gets up on the turnbuckle and looks out at the crowd. This is peak D'Lo and he is very entertaining here but he is wasting too much time. Brown goes over to pin Edge, but only gets a two count. Brown with a kick and a scoop slam to Edge. Brown comes off the top rope with a double axe handle, but Edge moves out of the way. Edge with some right hands to Brown. He follows that up with an Irish whip and a drop kick. He follows that up with a corner whip and charges Brown in the corner, but Brown backdrops Edge to the apron. Brown showboating, but Edge reaches out and pulls Brown to the ground, and then Edge goes up top and hits Brown with a crossbody. He gets a two count. PMS are shown walking down the ramp. Edge goes up top, but Brown catches him with a power bomb as he comes off. Terry gets up on the apron. Brown comes over to her. Terry backs up some and slips on the stairs and falls to the floor. This was supposedly during the time that Terry was pregnant. The referee and Jackie come over to check on Terry. Brown looks shocked in the ring. This whole storyline should never have been done. Brown climbs out of the ring and standing by Terry looking shocked. Jackie screams at Brown and then yells for help. Officials and paramedics come down and check on Terry, who is holding her stomach. They have a gurney and load Terry onto it and the crowd is booing. This whole angle deserves to be booed. They replay what happened when they come back from commercial break. They have some guy with a stethoscope checking Terry on the gurney while D'Lo paces and look worried in the background. 
Terry asks about her baby, and the doctor says he doesn't know. Back in the arena, the lights go out and Kane's music and pyro go off. And he comes out with Shane McMahon, Pat Patterson, and Gerald Briscoe. Kane has the Briscoe Brothers body shop sign still on his back, which I think is pretty funny. Shane holding his arm that was injured by mankind earlier. Patterson and Briscoe are mocking the newest member of the corporation behind his back. Shane says there's a special event tonight, a handicap match. Tonight you will see Kane take on Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. They are stunned and Shane says it's payback. Vince McMahon then comes out with a mic and says, remember he said everyone who was responsible for his son's emotional scarring had to pay. He then says, Kane, make them pay. Kane with the wrist lock to Briscoe to drive him to the mat. Kane then goes out after Patterson who backs away. Patterson then offers Kane a cigarette. Kane swats the pack away. Kane grabs Patterson by the throat as Patterson takes some money out and tries to bribe Kane. Kane then swats the money away, which I think was Canadian money, which would have been pretty funny. Briscoe attacks Kane from behind. Kane goes after Briscoe and grabs him by the throat as Patterson goes to the outside and grabs a chair. Shane calling the match in the ring as Kane chokeslams Briscoe. Shane tells Kane to watch the chair. Kane turns around and Patterson opens the chair and offers it to Kane to sit down. Kane swats the chair out of the ring and chokeslams Patterson. Kane then drags Briscoe to the corner and posts him. Kane then drops an elbow on Patterson's groin. Kane then grabs Shane by the throat and Vince says, Wait a minute, Kane. He tells Kane no as Kane drags Shane to the side of the ring closest to Vince. Vince then threatens to send Shane back to the insane asylum. Kane then lets Shane go. Vince then proclaims Kane the winner of the match. Shane then tells Patterson and Briscoe that's what happens when they don't take care of him and then says, let's go, Kane. Shane and Vince hug off at the top of the ramp and Kane just keeps walking. Kane stops at the entrance and both McMahons tell him to go on as Patterson and Briscoe yell at each other in the ring. Dennis Knight still shown in the dungeon. The acolytes come in and he screams no, but Farouk says, all right, it's time. Hardcore title match, Road Dog versus Al Snow with head. Snow out first, he puts Head on the ramp and Head now has no hair and tape or something around its mouth. Snow then goes back through the curtain and gets on the floor and peeks through. He is still wearing the blood-soaked shirt from the brood attack two weeks previously. Road Dog comes out with the title. He drops the title on the ramp and goes to pick up Head and when he does, Snow comes out and attacks him from behind. The bell rings and Snow is kicking Road Dog repeatedly in the head. They start to go down the ramp and Snow hits Road Dog with a forearm shot. Road Dog rolls halfway down. He gets to the bottom of the ramp, and Snow kicks him. Road Dog then grabs Snow and runs him headfirst into the corner buckle. Road Dog then reaches under the ring and pulls out a table and some other things, including a chair. Snow gets up on the apron and runs towards Road Dog, who throws the chair at Snow to knock him off the apron to the floor. Snow knocks Road Dog down and then hits him with the chair. Snow hits Road Dog in the midsection with the chair. Snow then sets the chair up and runs and hits Road Dog with a leg sweep. Snow then sets the table up and hits Road Dog with a chair to the head. Snow then sets Dog on the table and Snow gets up on the barricade and moonsaults off. But Road Dog moves and Snow goes crashing through the table. Road Dog gets a two count. Road Dog then hits Snow with a cookie sheet and bends it in half. Road Dog straightens the sheet and then hits Snow with it again. Snow tells him to bring it, and Road Dog hits him with the sheet again to knock Snow down. Road Dog gets a two count. Road Dog grabs Snow by the hair 
and runs him into the barricade by the ramp. They start to fight in that little area between the barricade and the ramp. Snow with a series of right hands to Road Dog. Snow grabs Road Dog by the neck and starts choking him. He then hits Road Dog with the right hand, and they are in the area by the ramp that the announced desk would later be. Snow runs Road Dog into a piece of scaffolding. Snow tries to climb up on the ramp only to get attacked from behind by Road Dog. They continue to fight, and Road Dog jumps Snow from behind as Snow was attempting to set up a table. Road Dog then grabs the table and leans it up against the barricade. He then hip tosses Snow into the table and breaks it. Road Dog then climbs halfway up the stairs to the ramp and hits Snow with a double axe handle as Snow was trying to get up. Both up now and Road Dog hitting Snow with some forearm shots as they work their way even farther to the back. Snow runs Road Dog into a crate as they make their way to the back of the arena. Snow runs Road Dog into an area that looks like a janitor's closet but larger. He takes a hose and wraps it around Road Dog's throat and starts choking with him briefly. Snow then turns the water on and hoses Road Dog down with it. He then throws a box of toilet paper and Michael Cole says he hopes that it is two-ply toilet paper. Road Dog stumbles out of that area and Snow follows and breaks a broom over Road Dog's back. Road Dog up and he throws a cardboard box of something at Snow to knock him down. Road Dog then runs Snow into a flower cart that is there for some reason. Back and forth. Lawler says the cart is full of old Christmas poinsettias as Snow picks one up and throws it at Road Dog. He then hits Road Dog across the head with another one. Snow runs Road Dog into some steel poles, as Michael Cole calls them, because whenever a wrestler runs into something outside the ring, it has to be made of steel. I don't know why I don't make the rules, I just obey them. Snow picks up a pole and runs it into the Road Dog's midsection. He then hits Road Dog with a pole a couple more times. Snow picks Road Dog up and punches him, but Road Dog reverses an Irish whip and runs Snow into some beer kegs. He then runs Snow into a steel case and they exchange some blows. Road Dog Irish whips Snow into some barricade sections and then goes to spray Snow with a fire extinguisher, but it's empty, so he hits Snow in the head with the extinguisher. Snow falls through an emergency exit and the alarm goes off. They battle to the outside of the arena and it is snowing outside. Road Dog hits Snow with a snow shovel and he falls into a cart. Road Dog then rolls the cart into the entrance of the building where the trucks unload and Snow crashes into the door. They trade blows in the snow. Snow Irish whips Road Dog into the chain link fence around the generators for the building. Snow then hits Road Dog with a traffic cone. Road Dog with a kick to the midsection and a pile driver on some pallets. He then pins Snow to win and the match never even got into the ring. Road Dog then shown headed back to the arena. He gets into the ring and celebrates. The acolytes are shown throwing Dennis Knight into a room filled with bright light and Knight screams. Shawn Michaels is shown with DX as they're walking down a corridor and Michael says, have I got a plan for McMahon tonight? Triple H hands Michael some car keys as he gets to an exit and says, see you guys, I'll be right back. Michaels tries trying to get into his car then yells out hey hunter you gave me the wrong keys hey guys i'm locked out here as he pounds on the door and someone says hey sean and michaels turns around and they go to commercial break when they come back from the break michaels has been beaten and is lying on the hood of the car officials are out there with a stretcher working on him they show the corporation as the ones who attacked michaels and threw him on the car michael cole says he thought he heard mr mcmahon's voice out there and wonders if this is the dismemberment of Shawn Michaels that he promised. Michaels is loaded into an ambulance and taken away. WWF Championship Match No Disqualification The Rock vs. Mankind 
Mankind out first, and as he gets in the ring, DX comes down the aisle. The Rock comes out with both McMahons and the rest of the corporation. The Rock still appears to be upset at Vince that they're still even having this match. Mankind goes to say something to Vince between the ropes and gets jumped from behind by The Rock as the bell rings. Rock with several shots to Mankind and knock him on the apron. More kicks to Mankind, knock him to the floor. Ken Shamrock goes and kicks Mankind only to get stopped by The Rock, who says he's got this. Rock goes to run Mankind into the announce desk, but Mankind blocks it, and Rock gets thrown into the desk instead. Mankind with some right hands to Rock, then some forearms to Rock as they battle on the outside by the barricade. Rock reverses an Irish whip and tosses Mankind over the steps to the barricade. Rock then hits Mankind with punches and kicks. Rock then picks up the ring steps and hits Mankind with them. They fall on Mankind and so Rock picks up the bottom half of the steps and hits Mankind with them. Vince shrugs and says no disqualifications as Rock grabs Mankind and hits him as a Rocky Sucks chant goes out. Rock suplexes Mankind on the outside. Rock comes over and grabs Michael Cole's headset and puts it on and starts commentating on the match, saying that he has checked Mankind into the SmackDown Hotel. He goes to spit some water at Mankind, but Mankind hits Rock with his right hand before he can do it. Mankind climbs over the announce desk to attack the Rock. He throws the Rock to the outside and Mankind gets on the headset to do some commentary only to get hit by the ring bell from the Rock. Rock then wraps a mic cord around Mankind to choke him. They then climb up on the top of the announce desk as referee Earl Hebner tries to get them back into the ring and the Rocky Sucks chant goes out again. The Rock then Rock bottoms Mankind through the announce table. A small Rocky chant goes out as Rock grabs Mankind and throws him back into the ring. Rock knocks Mankind down and gets a two count as Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler finally get back on their headsets to resume commentary. The Rock then chokes Mankind on the second rope. Hebner admonishes The Rock, allowing Shane to come over and continue to choke Mankind. The Rock hits a nice side rushing leg sweep. He gets another two count. The Rock with the right hand and a corner whip to Mankind. Mankind with the back elbow to Rock when The Rock charges Mankind in the corner. Rock follows that up with a clothesline. Mankind with some right hands. Rock reverses an Irish whip and hits Mankind with the back elbow. Rock with a scoop slam and he sets up the corporate elbow. He hits it and still only gets a two count and everyone looks stunned. Rock with a right hand and an Irish whip. He misses the clothesline and Mankind comes back with a neck breaker. Both men down. Mankind up first and Bossman grabs his foot as Tess slides the WWF Championship in to The Rock. Even though this is a no DQ match, Shane distracts the referee so Rock can hit Mankind with the belt and then Rock throws the belt out to the Bossman. Another close two count. DX and the crowd cheer and the corporation looks stunned. Rock gets the belt again and goes to hit Mankind with it. Mankind ducks the shot and kicks Rock in the midsection and then double arm DDT's Rock on the belt. Mankind gets a two count. Mankind pulls out Mr. Sacco. Mankind puts it on and applies the mandible claw. The Rock fades to the mat. Shamrock comes in with a chair and hits Mankind with it. Gunn comes in and takes out Shamrock. DX and the corporation start fighting on the outside. Suddenly the glass breaks and Steve Austin comes out. The crowd loses its mind. He is dressed in street clothes and wearing a hat. He grabs the chair in the ring and hits the rock with it. He puts Mankind on the rock and Hebner counts it. The crowd cheers wildly as we have a new WWF champion. Vince is screaming at Austin as DX gives Mankind the championship and Hebner raises his hand. The corporation grabs the rock to help him to the back as Mankind and DX celebrate in the ring. Austin taunts McMahon 
and flips him off before leaving, and Vince calls Austin a bastard. Mankind gets on the turnbuckle and lifts the championship high. He then turns to the ramp, and Vince says, no, not him. DX has them cut the music, and Road Dogg announces Mankind as the new world's heavyweight champion. Vince says to The Rock that he will get his championship back. Mankind gets the mic and says, hey Vince, I've got to tell you, this feels pretty damn good. He then says at the risk of not sounding very cool, he would like to dedicate this match to his two little people at home and say Big Daddy-O did it. He then takes the belt and runs around the ring with it as they sign off from Worcester. Final thoughts. An epic night in the saga of the Monday Night Wars. This and the finger poke of doom the same night reversed WCW's fortunes. Recommended for so much. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheJoyHairs. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. Rest in peace, Don West. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.